a welcome to Two Girls Who Read, a podcast. Where we, what do you, don't you go next? We've done this like five times, Lily. So you're Olivia. podcast i'm olivia and i'm lily and this is a podcast where we talk about anything and everything book related and today's there is no topic this so. no topic <laughs> me and olivia have been wanting to do this for so long because we always talk we're like oh my god olivia like our phone call conversations like when we're not even recording the podcast like we're such entertaining people like we should just record ourselves talking on the phone because we talk about books all the time anyway <laughs> that we thought it would be applicable yeah to this yeah i was um, just gonna say the intro it's gonna be interesting because the intro is like where we talk about anything and everything book related but honestly where our conversations go personally like <laughs> do not be surprised if like some freaking like young royals comes up or like the shadow hunter show like honestly Don't but we, i feel like we yeah we'll try yeah. to keep it kind of on track to stuff that we think you guys will be interested Oh uh, um, yeah, but it's just like so interesting because like we always reference like our phone calls. I feel and I always wonder if like our listeners are like, what uh what happens in these like goddamn phone calls? And so today like we're gonna try and replicate that for you. Not that anyone was wondering, but you know. Um, and also if you're wondering about spoilers, we're gonna keep timestamps, and then you probably heard it. We'll have probably or maybe we'll insert it now editing olivia here so lily and i have narrowed it down to three different timestamps where you might find spoilers for different book series these book series are shadow and bone we talk about both the grisha trilogy and the shadow and bone netflix series at 35 minutes and 25 seconds until roughly 37 minutes and 30 seconds so if you don't want spoilers for those feel free to skip those times then we have Six of Crows at 55 minutes to 58 minutes. And lastly, we have Throne of Glass, where we talk about spoilers from that series from one hour on the dot to one hour and four minutes. These are just rough estimates, but yeah, otherwise enjoy this spoiler-free episode. Semi-spoiler-free. Like, like, give ourselves a chance to insert it um, of where, like, if there's any spoilers for any books we talk about, we'll have... It'll we'll put it in and right now so that you guys can be aware of it um, before the episode starts because we can't yeah. promise it. Sometimes we're like, oh, we're not going to talk any spoilers, and then we'll be like, wait, but the funniest joke I've ever thought of. <laughs> just <has> to <laughs> and then it's not even that funny, but we just feel like we have to say it. That's how it goes most of the time, and so that's why we're just going to do timestamps. So yeah, there you go. What a vibe. Okay, how are you today, Lily? I'm good. It's really interesting because Olivia and I actually haven't talked today yet. And normally we talk for like 10 minutes before we start the podcast. So we actually genuinely haven't talked yet. This is the first yeah. conversation <laughs> of the day. I'm, I'm we, good. How are you? I know it's early for you in the morning. So you're probably I know. like... <laughs> I was like so it was so weird last night like I was trying to go to sleep and then it was like so annoying because I was we were like agreed to record this at 10 30 a.m for me right and so mm-hmm. I'm like oh that's plenty of time like 10 30 is pretty late in the morning but with me I'm either one way or another like I'll either wake up at like god like at the strike of dawn or I'll, like <laughs> wake up at like 12 p.m there's no in between <laughs> And I so, can attest to this because I talked to her <laughs> on the phone and she'd be like, good morning. And I'd be like, isn't it four in the morning for you? And she's like, yep, it is. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I can't explain it. It's, I don't know what it is. But basically I was like, um, oh, I'll wake up at like 9 a.m. tomorrow. And, you know, because mm-hmm. the podcast is at like 10.30. So I'll give you some time to like have some breakfast, do all that fun jazz. Anyway, it was, I came to this conclusion about, like, 10 p.m., and then, mm-hmm. like, little do I know, like, next time I look at the clock, it's, like, 2 a.m., and I'm, like, great, that's just <laughs> phenomenal, and so, like, I go to sleep, and I set an alarm for, like, 10 a.m., I was, like, this is, like, if this alarm goes off and I wake up to the sound of this alarm, it's just sad, because it means, like, you you woke up at, like, 10 a.m., Olivia, when you <laughs> didn't have to, Anyway, lo and behold, I wake up to the sound of my 10 a.m. alarm and I'm like, oh, no, I have to, like, get ready for the day and, like, 
you know, 30 minutes, which in my time, I'm one of those people that like, I like to take my time getting ready. So 30 minutes is a bit of a time crunch for me. And so when it hit 10.30 and I text, I literally texted you, I was like, yeah, I'm just eating my breakfast right now. Um, can you give me like five more minutes? I was like, <laughs> so stressed. I was like, oh no, <laughs> shoving my toast down my mouth. Oh no. Do I even want to know what you were doing till two o'clock in the morning? <laughs> okay, like, leave me be. Like, let me live. But I, I was okay. BTS videos are very I was addictive. Say, <laughs> BTS videos. <laughs> you know what? Though I found a new thing at two a.m. Do you ever get those compilations on your YouTube that are like random videos I watch at two a.m.? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've never like clicked on one of those compilations before because the thumbnails for them are always like Charlie D'Amelio and nothing against Charlie D'Amelio but I'm like just not a f- like a D'Amelio stand or anything like you know I'll watch compilations where like BTS is in the thumbnail not so much like TikTok stars anyway so I never really click on them but anyway it was like 1.44 a.m last night oh. and I was like you know what I think it would just be uh, a missed opportunity if I didn't watch one of these videos at 2am like after seeing them always at like 11am and stuff on my YouTube recommended and so I watch it and they were so funny like I think it really adds something I might have been in that 2am delirium state where anything you like that's mildly comedic like you find the funniest thing in the world but like oh my god it was hilarious because they're just the most random compilations, like so many random clips. Like you'd have like Charlie D'Amelio in one, then like Nicki Minaj is in the next. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't even know what is going on right now. <laughs> I see. I see. Mm-hmm. But yes. Well, um, me and Olivia have a pretty big time, time gap. Um, so I did not have this same problem. <laughs> no, um, it's like what time is it for you right now? It's um, like one p.m. No, not one. No, it's like six p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm not good with the time difference. Time difference is like math. No, it's mm. not. I'm done. Uh, we don't need to it's, talk about it. It's six p.m. It's six p.m. Oh, I see. Um, so I did not have that same that same issue. Normally I film this podcast Like for me So it's usually like midday for Olivia We film this podcast like really late at night For me And so it was really weird Because I'm used to filming this podcast at like 11.30pm And so I'm like Sitting here and there's like the light of day Streaming through my windows I'm like this just feels wrong <laughs> Like, What do you mean the light of day Is in your room uh, at 11.30 It doesn't get d- no, right now because it's not eleven thirty. It's oh, still daylight. That's still confusing for me because it gets dark at like six five thirty. Like the sun is like down no. here. Like it get in the summer here it stays light really late. Like I'm gonna see when does the sun set today? The sun sets at nine oh four PM. I think I remember when you told me like something about having an international friendship there are so many things like having a friend that's from a different country that you learn just like about the world that you never like realized but Mm. it makes complete sense like I remember when you told me that it doesn't get like dark in Canada like until like when we first met, it was like 11 p.m. or something like that. Yeah, because I, I was used so to live, shook. used to be way more up. I used to live like way, way more up north, and I would literally be on like TikTok live streams, just like where I'm, how I met Olivia, and it would be like 10:45 p.m. and it would still be like light out, and like she. Would it look. It looks like what it looks like here at 10:45 a.m. Like. Yeah. <laughs> honestly yeah. but I remember just being so shook by that and then you show me that some places like don't get dark like at, at all, all like, in the summertime yeah yeah and honestly it seems like such a vibe because driving at night gives me such like high <laughs> anxiety like I swear I I'm just ready for like a horror movie to like break out you know I just something can run in front of me and I just I've seen too many horror movies where you have the scene where it's like from the POV of, like, you in the car and then, like, something just appears in, like, the eerie headlights lighting. You know that scene? Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. I just... 
And here in Australia, it's actually such a common thing for kangaroos. This is the most Australian thing I've ever said for, oh, like, no. kangaroos to just, like, jump out. And people, like, die. Like, because kangaroos <laughs> are fucking fat. Like, they, they'll just, like, wh- whack your windscreen and, like, go into the car. And then the car will obviously, like, swerve. And then it'll hit something. And so, like, it's a genuine fear that if I'm driving on, like, a very rural road, like, at nighttime, I'm like... Let's hope a kangaroo doesn't come out and, like, you know, be the cause of my death because what a lame tombstone cause of death. Like, Skippy. Like, it's just so sad. (laughs) See, we have that problem here, but it's with moose. Like, if you hit a moose, you're you're (laughs) chest. But, like, if you hit deer, okay, apparently I've heard that I've heard. I'm not a driving instructor or anything, but, like... (laughs) So don't, like, come at me and be like, I took your advice and, like, I, like, died. <laughs> like, don't. I did not say. I just saw this on a TikTok, like, a week ago. I know. I think anyone who <laughs> takes driving advice from a podcast called Two Girls Who Read seriously <laughs> needs to reevaluate their, problem. like, sources. No. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Anyway, but I saw this thing and it was like, if you hit, because the deer and moose are such a big, common big riot to just, like, hit, like. Um, so if you apparently if you're gonna hit a deer, you're better off to just hit it than to go into the ditch. Oh but, yeah. But if I got hit- told this with like birds, but not <laughs> anything else. <laughs> like they're but like if, if a bird flies, just keep going, and I'm like okay. But if you hit like a moose, or if there's like a moose, you're better off to just like go into the ditch because you'll die if you hit it because <laughs> they're so fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Don't they have antlers too? Those yeah. antlers could like stab you, impale you. I know. And so, but like one time, driving story. Us, we're going to talk about books and we're going to have time stamps for spoilers. This is now us. So, Miss. Crazy <laughs> driving stories featuring Skippy the Kangaroo and Moose. Anyway, so I was driving one time and it was on this road that was like pretty fast. Like we were going like 100 kilometers an hour or something. And I kind of we don't know how many miles that is before people come at us. (laughs) Go Google it. (laughs) Um, but anyway, and so I see like it's fast, okay. And I see some deer like on like the side of the road, but they just chill it in the ditches and they're not really doing anything. And the car in front of me, so a deer jumped out in front of her car, but she would have still been able to stop, you know. Okay. But she didn't. She just kept oh, zooming. Damn. <laughs> like, like she, it was far enough away she could have stopped. And I saw this deer like within an inch of its life. Like I, was, I don't know how she didn't hit it because I was just like, what the hell? Yeah. But like, it'll be really interesting. I said no. Yeah, I sometimes see like people. It's crazy ever since I've gotten like my license where I'm allowed to drive by myself. Or even when here in Australia, like. You know, for the first year you have your license and you pass, like, the test to get it, you can only drive with, like, somebody who has, like, a full license in the car, so they're usually, like, over 18 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, then after a year you get, like, your license where you're allowed to drive by yourself, but you have, like, more restrictions than anyone with a full license. Like, you know, you can only have a certain amount of people in the car, drive at certain times, like, stuff like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, it's really interesting since I've started driving by myself, like, just how many times I've seen people drive like horrifically and I'm like I failed my driver's license test to get like my license where I'm allowed to drive in the car by myself three times one of the times was because I didn't indicate twice at a roundabout you know how you have to indicate like once when you're on it and then like once when you're leaving I failed the test because I only indicated I was going right and then like I left and I didn't put my left blinker on like, when I was exiting, and they're like, yeah, that's just really bad, you know, that's so dangerous, and then me, like, on my first day of having my full license driving by myself, I literally see someone just, like, run a red light, I'm like, oh, yes, because because the standard is so high, I'm like, of who's allowed on the road, (laughs) it's so Um, concerning. I know. I have a story for you. Oh, wow. Story time. I think you're going to be disappointed in me, but it's okay. I have no regrets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm basically, like, I'm on summer break right now, right? Like, I'm not in school right now, and yes, I have, like, a summer job and stuff, but I'm not working this week because I'm a nanny, and the kids are on, like, a vacation, so I don't work this whole yeah. week, right? 
Uh, for the, I know you know the story of the Olympia, but I'm feeling the, the other people. Mm. Anyway. I know, so, it's really interesting, because, like, <laughs> usually on the phone, we'd we'd just be like, so you know how I'm on summer break? Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. And then you would go on with the story, but we have to, like, yeah, give a full backstory to everything. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, so basically, we, I've just been on this break for this week, and it's been really nice, because normally I work at, like, 7.45 in the morning, and I am not a morning person. I'm the person who stays up to, like, 3.30 in the morning every night if given the chance, okay? And so (laughs) I was taking advantage of this. And I've been, like, sleeping in pretty late, like, this whole week, right? Like, I've been waking up at, like, 11 a.m. sort of thing. (laughs) Like, I've been sleeping, like, 3 to 11. Yeah, you're still getting the the right amount of sleep, I think. Yeah. Anyway, and so this morning I wake up, and it's, like, 9.30 or something. And, like... No, I've, I was pretty tired, so I probably would have just gotten back to sleep, you know, for, like, another hour or so. Mm-hmm. But then I just kind of open up Instagram. I'm just, like, scrolling through it, right? Mm. And I see this post by Cassandra Clare of her advertising this new thing she's selling, which I'll get to in a moment. But okay. basically, that's what got me out of bed this morning was I had to run to get my credit card. <laughs> Lily! <laughs> I can buy this. And you're going to kill me. I'll send you a picture of it and I'll tell the listeners. It's a kitten tie fan art, isn't no, it? No, it's not a kitten tie fan <laughs> art. No, no. What no. is it? Let's see how much it's... better it is than a kitten tie fan art. Go. <laughs> well, I'm not going to pay for kitten tie fan art, even though it's pretty superior, but no. Um, It's the five year anniversary edition of Lady Midnight that they're releasing. <laughs> This September? What? And I what is so special about it? Do they have a new cover or something? Yeah, it looks pretty. <laughs> I'm going to look up this cover. No, I'll send it to you. <laughs> I have no regrets. Um, it was actually pretty cheap. It was actually not even expensive. Literally. I have no regrets. <laughs> it actually does look really pretty. It's just so, like... If you guys want to know what we're talking about, you can go to Cassandra Clare's Instagram and they're releasing like a five-year anniversary edition of Lady Midnight. Honey, and they need to be releasing new covers for Lord of Shadows. That 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 book is ugly. <laughs> I know, but I have no regrets, okay? It was $20. Oh, wow, that's actually good. I know. <laughs> See, See this is something about Lily. Like, she has, like, a lot of really, like, expensive th- books that you think would be super, super expensive. Like, sh- the amount of signed copies she has of books, it's, like more than I've ever seen. Like, she's got Shadow and Bones signed by, like... No, you do not. You have have more than two. I have three. 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 Yeah, more than two. No. But, like, the authors you have them signed by, it's, like, pretty good authors. You have Lee Bardugo, Victoria Aveyard, and then... I have two by Victoria Pretty Little Life. No. No. Oh, that's not... Wait, that's not true. I have a few. Okay, so I have... I have the Shadow and Bone Collector's Edition signed by Lee Bardigo. But that yeah, was and it's a collector's cheap. edition. That was cheap because the collector's edition on Amazon, where I live, is like 40 bucks. This signed collector's edition from this indie bookstore was like 30 So mm. it was a steal of a deal. A steal of a deal. Yeah. But this is what and I'm then, getting at real quick before you go on. Like, this is what I'm getting at. You think, like, she would she's one of those bitches that would have spent, like, $100 on these books no. or whatever. But it's, like, when she explains it, you're, like, wait. That's not, that's literally cheaper than what I could get, like, a normal version yeah. of this book from my bookstore from. It's, like, so confusing. But anyway, yeah. yes, go on. And then I have Exposing a, your uh, book, your books. Yeah, and then I have a signed copy of Red Queen by Victoria Aveyard because and that was like 20 bucks and it's a hardcover and I justified that because Red Queen got me back into reading and it's also the only reason Olivia and I are friends so I thought that was cute anyway mm, uh, it's alright <laughs> and then I have a also signed edition of Rome Breaker by Victoria Aveyard too because at my bookstore they were like doing like a thing where it was like they were doing like a bunch of signed books. So that one wasn't even hard to get. That one was again mm-hmm. like twenty bucks for a hardcover. So it's not like I'm spending a ridiculous amount of money. And then the one you're talking about from Pretty Little Liars, like a few years ago. <laughs> really, like year I think it four years ago or something. The actor who plays um 
Toby on Pretty Little Liars released a book. (laughs) And then my friend, who, like, lived in one of the states that he was going to, went to his, like, book signing or whatever. And then it was around, like, it was, I think the signing was literally on my birthday or something. Oh. And then, like, she got it, like, signed and personalized out to, like, to me. And then I was like, I'm 15. What a good gift, because you <laughs> loved Pretty Little Lies, correct? Yeah, like, I did. So I still have it, but yeah, so that's it. So I guess four. And then actually, no, I have a fifth one, because I didn't buy it, though, because um, some girl messaged me on TikTok a while back and asked if she could send me her book. And then I said yes, and then it was signed and stuff when she oh, sent it to that's me. So, so awesome. and I didn't realize like okay, I was like I knew that this was like like I read it and it was like a good book and I liked it and stuff. But I didn't realize how popular of a book it was. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> it, like I went to like my one bookstore, like not even that long ago, and they had like a whole bunch of them there, and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Like they had That's like a so whole awkward. like they had like a whole like section of them, and I was just like, oh, okay. Those okay. Recently, I've been finding this is something that we've never like talked about, but like recently, I've been finding at bookstores like there were moments where I almost like feel like anonymously famous in some ways, in the sense of like when I go into a bookstore and like see a book that I got like an arc copy for I feel like really bougie I'm like wow I wonder like wow this is just so interesting to me because little do these bookstore people know that I already have that book because Bloomsbury themselves sent it to me like it makes me feel so bougie for some reason but I just know but then I remember like literally how would how would you even like because getting arc reads is not something you can brag about, like, ever. It's, like, the lamest thing, in fact, I feel. I mean, like, yeah, I read so much that, like, I get sent books for free. <laughs> um, I know. I, I I kind of had that same feeling the other day because there was a few of my friends on Goodreads and stuff. So this is a mm-hmm. book that, like, I got early, and it's coming out soon, but, like, I've already read it. Like, just recently, and basically, like, a few of my friends on Goodreads had it, like, marked as, like, want to read. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, look at that. You like, it's just, it? like, the most rare. <laughs> it's just, like, the most random moments that you just, like, never think would be, like, cool in any way. And they're really not to anyone else but no, you, but you're just kind of not. standing there in the bookstore. Like, it's just so interesting to me. Like, I, oh, and then, like, for example, uh, I had, like, Jennifer L. Armandre, like, like one of my Instagram posts, like, one time, and I'm living off of that high for, like, the rest of my life, and I'll, like, go into a bookstore and, like, see from Blood and Ash, and I'm like, wow, these amateurs probably don't even know that someone in their presence has had an Instagram post like my Jennifer L. Armandre. <laughs> it's, like, the lamest thing ever, and then I'm just, like... Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm here to give you, like, my entire bank account. What's that TikTok audio where it's, like, with an investment of $400? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that when I go into the bookstore, I'm just like, here is $400. And then I'm like, but it's fine, because I'm, like, practically Jennifer L. Armature, like, one of my Instagram posts. (laughs) I'm sorry, you guys didn't recognize me at the door? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, it's probably the mask. My bad. Hold on. Sorry. I'm not going to take it off because, you know, I don't want the paparazzi to find me. The book paparazzi. <laughs> Imagine if there was like a Hollywood fix for book talkers. How boring would that be? It would just be everyone updating their Goodreads. (laughs) (laughs) What would a book paparazzi say? This is the stuff that we talk about like on a phone call. This is the stuff that we wanted to get to. But what questions would like a book paparazzi, like the Hollywood fix, you know, but book version, book talker version? They're walking out of the bookstore. It would be like. So and so just got spotted carrying a Sarah J. Maas book. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like all over the front covers. <laughs> Literally, there'll be like some girl book talker like out and about at the bookstore with like a guy book talker, and there'll be like <laughs> the Addison Ray and Bryce Hall of book talk. And they're like, wow, 
so and so and so and so i i i started like almost naming actual book talkers i was like olivia don't fucking do that i'm like don't do it no and then it would be like always like actual like famous people would get like wrapped into it if like they fan casted if we like fan casted them as a character or something yeah <laughs> no they would go after all those guys yeah exactly like they would go after all those straight tiktokers that like book talk finds and goes oh my god dorian is that you hi hello yeah hello princeling like all of that shit i'm so bad for those boys sometimes like their comment sections are always like always i mean Dor- that Dorian guy who got, like, Nick Orfman, I think his name is, who got casted as, like, Dorian by Book Talk, like, a year ago now almost. He's yeah. still, like, his most recent video, like, his most liked comment is still probably, like, Hello Princeling. And I'm just like, oh, my God, guys, the joke is over. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, I understand it, like, at first. Like, I'll, like, okay, I have no issue with, like, one of their videos. And the comment section's a bit crazy, because I'm like, as long as it's all appropriate, of course. I hate when people get really inappropriate with it, but if it's, like, appropriate, yeah. it's like a lo- if there's just, like, a lot of comments on, like, one video, I'm like, okay, like, I, I mean, I guess it's fine. Like, clearly they're putting their videos out there. They don't know what kind of response they're going to receive on the internet. I wouldn't call this harassment or anything. It's just one video. But where I get so annoyed about it is when people are commenting on, like, every video they post after that. I'm like, okay. I like, know. <laughs> And, it, and when it's obvious to you that, like, the creator isn't into it anymore, like, this this guy, Dorian, he's just trying to be, like, the next Chase Hudson. You know, you're going to let him live. Like, he, he's got merch. He's just trying to live his influencer life. And you all are out here being like, oh, my God, can you do a Dorian cosplay? <laughs> oh, I know. Some people get really into it, though. Like, the guy that got cast is, like, Garrett Graham, who's, like, the main love interest in The Deal by L. Kennedy, like, the oh, off-caper yeah. series. He, like, he committed to that role, it I seems. Because I remember seeing on my For You page that, like, two girls made a podcast uh, episode where they, like, interviewed him. And he had, like, pages of notes about what he thought about, like, Garrett and um, Garrett and Hannah's relationship and everything. And I'm like, okay, if it's that, I feel like go forth, you know, comment all you want on their pages because clearly they're into it. But mm-hmm. it's, like... Yeah, their heart needs to be in it. And I just don't think, like, some some people don't read the social cues a little bit. And I get that it can be hard with the video, but, like, at or the same like some, time. Like, sometimes if it's also, like, a smaller creator that also doesn't really have, like, necessarily, like, a brand, because then I feel like they're generally, like, more willing to, like, lean into a little right, bit. Because yeah. they're like, oh, this is clearly working for me, whatever this is. Then it's like, okay, like, I don't necessarily feel bad because if they're, like, posting tons of content and, like, like, like you said, like, really leaning into it, I'm like, okay. But I hate it. I'm like, I feel like people don't actually understand that a lot of these creators with, like, millions of followers, they actually have things that they need to post. And things exactly. that they're Like, not they have teams. <laughs> <laughs> they have marketing branding yeah. teams. Like, they gotta stick to it, guys. <laughs> I know, like, you guys gotta understand. And, like, I hated it when it was, like, that phase when it was, like, they're like, oh my god, guys, like, Nick Kaufman, like, liked my comment that I made about him being Dorian. I'm like, oh, for the love of God. Like, I, that, I hate uh, I mean, guys, you can be stealth, but I don't know if y'all know this. <laughs> But Nick Hoffman has not only liked a post of mine, but commented on it. And I responded back, thanks, Princeling. So I get it. Like, yeah, we've been there. We've all been new. But I did that, like, when he was leading into that a bit. Like, he's not leaning into it anymore. He's quite over it, I think. He has a friend now who's, like, leading into it, I think. Like, the guy that did... uh, He's, like... Okay, there was this guy on my For You page, and I made a stitch to him, actually, and he was like, oh, my God, when the girl reads, and they did, like, the trend where you spin the camera around the room, and then, like, you land on the bed, and you're just like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, they're pointing to the door, and then they point to the bed by the end of it. And then, anyway, it got, like, so many likes, because he was, like, an attractive dude, and he knew what he was doing. And anyway, I made a stitch, and I was just like, good luck, like, his book talk is some horny mother truckers. And then all the comments were like, yeah, he's, like, Nick Orfman's friend. Like, he knows what he's doing. And I'm like, okay, just go stand. Instead of standing Nick Orfman as Dorian, just go get, go to this guy. <laughs> like, yeah. call him Kale. I don't know. <laughs> call him Kale. Call him <laughs> Kale. <laughs> um, 
Wow. Yeah, that... Yeah, sometimes book talk scares me a little bit. I'm just like, okay, guys. Book talk is terrifying. I can't yeah. imagine being like... An outsider um, on that? No, I was more gonna... I was gonna say the opposite. I can't imagine being like one of the... The um, people that they put on a pedestal. I'm like, that uh, was terrifying. No, 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 that's what I'm kind of saying. Like, if you're, like, on the outside of it and get, like, weirdly brought in. And you have no idea uh, what's yes. going on. That's what I meant. Yes. Yeah. And these people are always like, oh, Book Talk seems so chill. Like, this seems so cool. And I'm like, I'm like okay. Ooh. We'll see how long that lasts. Okay. <laughs> see you in six months when you guys are like, guys, please stop <laughs> with the comments. <laughs> saying that I am free sand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting. I don't know. I always wonder, like, if I was uh, fan-casted by BookTok as a character, I'm always like, which one would I be? Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is just a me thing, but I don't know. I'm like, I think it used to be, like, Aileen Galathinius because that was just, like, the only blonde-haired, blue-eyed white chick in in the game it seemed yeah the only one olivia not the only one oh god that sounds horrible not the only one but like the only one that book talk like admired a lot like if that makes a lot of sense oh otherwise it was like evangeline and farley Mm -hmm. and then yeah and then but now i'm like "Mm -hmm, emma costas do be a vibe though (laughs) from the dark artifices (laughs) I, you just are so good as Emma because you literally, like, not only do you, like, kind of have, like, her look as well, but, like, you also just, like, exude her energy as well. Like, anyone who's read The Dark Artifices and listened to, like, even if you've just listened and this is the first episode you've listened to, you've probably already been able to connect to the dots, but, like, because <laughs> I still remember, like, picking up The Dark Artifices and reading the prologue and just being, like... Oh my god, I'm just reading about Olivia. Like, You're like, oh shit. I'm like, this is like a 2500 like page series. And it's just gonna be about my friend Olivia that I already talked to for like five hours a day. Oh, you're like, I was trying to escape Olivia, but I apparently I followed you into your books. There was actually yeah. so many times where I was, like, reading it, and I would just, like, send you quotes. <laughs> like, Emma said. I know. The, and you were just wh- like, oh, that's a good one. Hey, and I was like, yes, yeah, that's you would say. And you're like, I'm pretty sure I have said that. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. And one of the quotes you sent me was, like, someone was like, we need to get off the highway or something like that. And then Emma's like, oh, would you like to die on a different highway? Because we can arrange that. And it's, like, all in capital letters and italics. <laughs> and I'm like... Yeah, I see it. I'm like, yeah, similar similar vibes her and I have. Yeah. But yeah. then, yeah, it's just so interesting. I We always, <laughs> um, I feel like you would be like Tessa Gray or like Lysandra. I can't explain it. See, it's just like. Something that's really weird is like, okay, I kind of see Tessa. Like, I feel like I could pull off Tessa if I, you know, had to. Yeah. Um, but a really interesting thing that I got a while ago, like, it was before the show came out, but someone commented on my TikToks and, like, you remind me of Alina from Shadow and Bone, and I was like, what? <laughs> really? Yeah. I was gonna, oh, interesting. Like, Alina, Alina from the book. confuses me so much, because in the books, isn't she blonde hair? She like, doesn't get blonde hair, hair until, she doesn't get blonde hair until the last book. Oh, she has a little bit of a hair dye moment, does she? Cute. (laughs) You you know, it's a YA book when they're like, I need to symbolise that I'm a different person. Let me change my hair colour real quick. (laughs) No, that's not how it went down. Oh, okay. Well then, I'm sorry, Alina from Shadow and Bone, forgive me. (laughs) But I don't know, I, I don't. Well, that's kind of an insult before the show came out. Like, like now, like, if you get told you have Alina vibes, it's like, oh, iconic because of Jessie May Lee, like, really made that character, like, likable and no, they cute. No, didn't, they didn't say that I, like, they said I looked like Alina, not that I was, like, personality. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. I can, I can kind of see it, like... I don't know. Alina just seems like one of those characters that nobody... There isn't, like, a set image for her. Like... Yeah. Uh, 
I can't imagine reading the books after watching the show and then like Lee Bardugo's describing her as like this Russian girl. And I'm just picturing Jesse Bailey the entire time. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Two very opposing ideas here. I kind of see it. Um, would I? Would you? Would Alina be like something that you would happily lean into if you got fan casted as her, or would you be like everyone stop? <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate Alina, and I feel like that's kind of an unpopular opinion. I feel like some people hate her for like in the books for like no reason. I actually like like her. So yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be pissed. Yeah, mm. I always get so confused, like not reading the Grosha trilogy because it's such like mixed opinions about everything in that series. I feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Like nobody agrees on anything in that trilogy. Like I know the only thing that everyone agrees on is that Nikolai is Bay, Nikolai. and that's about it. <laughs> But then everyone argues on, like, who they ship Nikolai with, too. That's the whole thing. So oh, really? Like, I thought it was, like, yeah. just agreed that Nikolai and Zoya was where it was at. Um, a bunch of people ship Nikolai and Alina in the trilogy. Oh, that's interesting. Oh. Weird. Well, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm going to have to wait till... Uh, season two I'm wondering if they like lean into in the show like Shadow and Bone like if they're gonna lean into like Nikolai and Alina a lot if they're gonna want it to be well, like people ship them well in the books I think it's in Sage and Storm Nikolai actually proposes to Alina so oh god well then I guess if they want to stay accurate they better get that chemistry going but they didn't have any chemistry like it was totally a thing of just like oh my god Political alliances. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe the best casting. I just like. I don't know. I just feel like it's interesting because they've done such a good job at like redeeming Alina and Mal as a couple in the show. Mm. That it'd be really interesting if they just like brought in Nikolai and everyone's like, actually, Nikolai and Alina's where it's at. <laughs> well, because this is like at this whole time that like that whole like Nikolai and Alina thing was going on. I'm pretty sure these things happened at the same time. It was like Mal and Zoya were a weird thing. What? <laughs> okay, yeah, so I did it- not know this was a thing. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. They kind of set that up too, didn't they? Like, Zoe was basically like, Alina, I slept with your man. And she was like, what? <laughs> she was like, what? And, oh, my God. That scene was kind of borderline iconic. But then the, the girl power lover in me was like, guys, like, come on. Let's not do this over a guy. Like, let's team up. But then at the same time, I was like, Alina, do it for your mans. I was like, beat that bitch up. Um, oh, so I finished my, I was reading two books at once for a hot minute there, right? Um, Only two. <laughs> amateurs, hey? Amateurs. Wait, my five books. I finish the story, why don't you tell them all the books you're reading right now? <laughs> tell them all the books you're reading right I knew now. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> yeah, you probably I have to yourself. look at, you know it's bad when you have to look at your, like, shelf <laughs> near your bed to, like, remember. You're like, hmm, what am I reading right now? Okay. <clears throat> so I was reading Lady Midnight, and I finished that now, so I've done that. Um, mm-hmm. Then I'm reading the fourth book in the Raven Cycle series, The Raven King. And um, then I have, like, a bunch of books that I don't – I wouldn't say I'm, like, actively reading, but, like, I have bookmarks about, like, a quarter of the way through them. So it's, like, this really awkward, uncomfortable thing I have going on where I'm, like, okay, I kind of got a little bit bored of you, but whatever. I don't want to, like, say that I'm never going to read it because these are both, like, books that people say are really good. And that Mm -hmm. is Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe and These Violent Delights. And it's really interesting because both of these books have, like, the they're both duologies and both of them have their second book coming out like at the end of this year so I'm always Mm -hmm. thinking like I might just like keep it like that until the end of the year when the second one comes out I don't know but then I'm reading um a book by Paige Toon called Someone I Used to Know about I'm about 70% done that according to Goodreads so you know it is what it is (laughs) 
<laughs> so it's quite the thing. But I would say right now I'm only really actively reading The Raven King. Like... So is that going to be your then, next read then? Is reading, like, finishing The Raven King, do you think? I, I don't know because I don't... I, I like the at the end of the day. Like, yesterday I read, like, more of someone I used to know. I like wow. having a lot of, se- like, series going on at once I've learned because even when I... I kind of look at it, like, with my Netflix. Like, I always have, like, multiple shows going at once. So, like, if, depending on what mood I'm in, I can always just, like, pick it instead mm-hmm. of being, like... Yeah, because let's face it, if you're... I can never... I could never imagine, like, only watching, for example, like, How I Met Your Mother. And then if I'm, like, super, like, not in a like sitcom mood not letting myself watch anything else and only letting myself watch how i met your mother until i finish it so like i think i've i like carrying that attitude a bit with my books where i'm like i like having a book i have like a romance book going on at the moment have a little bit of a plot driven book going on at the moment but yeah i do think the raven king is a vibe like it's it's just a thing of like I love I don't want the series to end and yeah, so it's the I definitely last book. Picked up that vibe. Yeah, and I'm just like like literally I was uh I read that shit for so long the other day and I was like damn why did I like stop reading this this is so fantastic and then I realized I'm like oh no this but is it when I finish done. this yeah exactly and it finished like almost a decade ago too I think so I'm like she's not coming oh out with God. another one anytime soon and I'm just like oh, <laughs> oh I just am so sad about it because the vibes are just like immaculate but anyway back to the original plot of the conversation what were you yeah. going to say so I finished I was reading two books and I finished one yesterday I finished one today um, one of them is, the one I finished today is called The Endless Skies. It comes out August 17th. Yes, August 17th. Um, I finished that today, and it was really good. I had a, I had a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also finished yesterday the sequel to Aristotle and Dante, and then that was good too. So now... Then done those two. I'm starting two more books. I'm see. I'm still gonna read multiple. Um, I'm gonna start Realm Breaker by Victoria Aveyard, which I'm like really pumped for. I feel like I'm just either gonna love it or I'm gonna be like, okay, what the hell is going on? Mm. And I'm, really I'm, I'm excited for you to read this too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the Goodreads review. <laughs> ready for the Goodreads review. Um. So yeah, I'm pretty pumped for that. And then I'm also starting this book. I didn't realize I wasn't going to read another arc for a little while because I've just been reading so many because I got approved for like so many on the same day. And then so I feel like I've been like reading them all at the same time. So I wasn't mm-hmm. going to read one for like another little bit. But then I obviously you don't have to read them before they come out. You just have to like review them. But I do like like to read them before they come out, you know? Mm. And especially because sometimes, depending on the publisher, you lose access to your ebook when they come out. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't want to get halfway. <laughs> <laughs> You're um, on a time crunch. Yeah, and I realized this one, and it was when I was like, I'm super interested in it. It comes out on July 19th for me. July oh, wow. That's like five days or something. I know. So I'm also going to start that. It's called, um, what is it called again? I don't want to, I think I know, but I don't want to butcher it. These Hollowed Vows. Anyway. Why I'm does that sound ch- like some spin-off to like These Violent Delights? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it's like, going to be a part of a series. Like it's book one of a like new series. and so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and so I'm going to try to just, like, really zoom through that one <laughs> so I can read it before, um, before it, it comes out. Like, what if it becomes, like, a really big series? You'll just be able to be like, I was literally <laughs> before the beginning, guys. I can it, you understand? <laughs> yeah. So. I think it's really cool. right now with my books. <laughs> yeah, you have, like, a little mix of, like, I think it's really cool. I'm really proud of us as readers recently, you know, because or more so. No, I'm going to say me too. I'm proud of me too. (laughs) 
because um I feel like for a year we were just trying to catch up to like book talk and we were reading like all these the the very cliche most popular series like Throne of Glass, Agatha, Six of Crows, Red Queen, you know, yada yada yada. But I feel like recently we've really been like getting diving deeper into like reading and we've been really just like branching out and reading books that aren't like as popular as like well I think it's very rare to find a book series as popular as Shadow and Bone and like Throne of Glass. But, like, we've yeah. been reading book series that are by, like, um, more, like, uh, a lesser known authors. Lesser known. That's the thing. Thank you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I was, like, <laughs> so frustrated. I was, like, what am I trying to say right now? Yeah. yeah. Lesser known authors. And I think it's really cool because well, these authors are actually writing such good books. And I'm just, like, okay. I love how, like, nobody i wish like the book talk would stop wasting time unintentionally pushing books that have like horrible representation and bad storylines in it by telling you not to read it instead of just like focusing on these books that are like so good by these lesser known authors you know yeah well i'm also very excited because after i'm done like Probably wait till I'm done, like, my, like, physical book, like, Realm Breaker. But then I'm going to read The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, which I'm so excited. I feel like that's been, like, big for a while, but I just, like, never got around to it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm very interested. Like, I'm really interested because you've read it already. And most of the time it's, like, you giving me the updates. (laughs) Yeah. That's so true. Like, I think... It's always interesting when I know all the spoilers and you don't. I know. I think that's really only where also happened with the Infernal Devices, hey? Yeah. I just remember when I started... The Infernal Devices can't be the only other series. No, there's been, like, Daughter of the Pirate King, too. Yeah, Daughter of the Pirate King. Daughter of the Pirate King. But otherwise, I think that's it. so fast, you know? Like, I I feel like I didn't even have time to give you updates. I was just like, so I'm done the first book. (laughs) Something about that book is just, like... I've never met a single person who, like, didn't read that shit in one go. Like, didn't put that down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, every time I see a video made about Daughter of the Pirate King, everyone's like, I read this in, like, six hours. You know? Yeah. It's so strange to me. Like, there's something, there's, like, crack in that book that makes everyone just not able to put it down. I mean, I get it. I did the same. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's always an interesting vibe when I know all the spoilers because... I feel like you've gotten really, really good at keeping spoilers and, like, being the all-knowing friend. But, like, me, I'm just the all-knowing, the wise, all-knowing reader friend. But for me, like, when I know spoilers, I just get so, like, I'm, like, so power. uh, I get high on power, I feel. And I'm like, mm, yeah, that sucks. I'm like... Oh, like, yeah. I think if you go back and look at the times that you updated me on, like, the Infernal Devices, I was just, like, trying to drive you insane, it seems, with, like, the way I responded to stuff. You were, like, there were some, like, there were some really times, like, you guys know, the Infernal Devices is sad. I'd be, like, crying over a text, and she'd be like, oh my god, Lily, get over it and keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was just like... I was giving you tough love and motivation. <laughs> But then when I'm subbing, you're just like, I know, honey, it's okay, it's okay. And I'm just like, no, it's not, Lily. When you cry, oh, my God, bloody hell, suck it up. It's not even that sad. <laughs> and then then I just go cry on the living room floor while my mom sits on the couch and just looks at me. I'm like, Mom, you just don't understand. And I was like, I just love you. She just told me to suck it up, but I just don't see how we can recover from this. Oh, come on. You have not cried on the living room floor because of me. I thought you meant you go cry on the living room floor because of your book. I didn't realize you were, like, personally attacking me. No, no, no. I was, I, was like, okay. that, no I was saying that I cried on the living room floor because of my book. But just oh, that okay. you didn't think it was a big deal, but I did. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with it now. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I think it's really cool, though. I think, like, um, the it'll be interesting. Especially, like, I don't think Invisible Life of Addie LaRue is really a book that you can, like, give away too much in, except the ending. Like, that's what I'm very interested in your opinion about, because The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, in some aspects, I do think is overrated. Like, mm. I think, like, but to be fair, 
I think any book that gets picked up as one of BookTok's main recommendations instantly becomes overhyped just because of how many people recommend it. It's like, I don't think anything is deserving of this much attention, right? And so, yeah. And so, anyway, but I do think in some aspects it's overhyped. Like, for, for example, like, I'm really just interested to see what you think of, like, the characters and, like, um, the general plot of it because uh, it's really uh, an interesting read of um, you kind of reading it. I think actually maybe you'll enjoy it because it seems to be giving me the same vibes as, like, how you've described an ember in the ashes where you kind of read the first bit and you're like, oh, my God, this is also, like, useless and boring. But then mm-hmm. it's not until you read the ending that you're like, oh, wait, that actually wasn't useless and boring at all it was like that was actually really important to the plot <laughs> so yeah yeah very philosophical ending that i'm excited to discuss with you maybe we can do a podcast on that i think it'd be really interesting to do a podcast on that there's like a few books that i think would be interesting for us to do a podcast on once we have like oh really i don't know like i feel like even once we, like, both read them, like, obviously if you miss the life of Abby the Roo, I think, like, We Hunt the Flame would be a cool one. Once we, like, yeah, I agree with that. And, like... I, I've heard that Aristotle and Dante, like, has interesting endings. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know what to say because I've read the endings. <laughs> no, like, uh, what I'm asking is, like, would those be a good books to do a podcast episode uh, on? Um, I think you definitely could do a podcast on Aristotle and Dante, but I don't think it's the way that you're thinking. Like, oh, okay. I don't know. I feel like I was, like, very, like, I, I feel like I always thought, like, Aristotle and Dante, like, especially, like, and everyone talks about, like, the first one that's, you know, been out for ever and ever and ever. Everyone's like, oh, it's just, like, it's such a thinker, you know? Like, it's such a, and I'm like... Did I miss something? Like, was this? Well, that's what I've been hearing too. Everyone's like, it's just like the. I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on the ending. So mm-hmm. uh, this is a completely contrasting opinion than what I've seen, which is know. interesting. I don't really think it was that deep. Like I think there were, <laughs> I, I think that there were parts of it that were deep, and that I think that the author did a really good job of including, but they were very. It wasn't like a oh let's just. I mean, you can discuss some aspects, sure, but it's not kind of, it's not like, um, what's a real thinker book, you know? What is a real thinker book? <laughs> um, <laughs> when do we like, think? <laughs> when do we think? No, I feel like we've just read some recently that were like, that was a real thinker. What was it? I would agree, yeah. But it's like, what's a what's a thinker book, and then what's just a book with like an open ending, you know, or like a plot, like a, a book in a series? Because for example, like Red Queen was a real thinker book when you finished that, but then like you found out all the answers <laughs> like two seconds later when you started yeah. class on. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd come on here and say the first Aristotle and Dante book is a real thinker, but I think you can still make a podcast episode on it just because there is like there's some things you can talk about, like, but. I don't know if it's yeah, like... Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I'm really dedicated to finding what a thinker book is now. That I know, because I know... It's life for Addie LaRue. Yeah, yeah like I know that we have too. Like, <laughs> it's just shattered me. <laughs> we were liars. Of... We were liars. Oh, um, yeah, that's kind of a thinker book, I guess. I don't know. It's all I've got right now, Lily. We need to sound <laughs> educated. Oh, um, oh, Song of Achilles. Song of Achilles. Song of Achilles. Ah, yeah, that was we a got real there. That was a real thinker. Yeah. That was a um, real thinker, that one. I'll say they both died at the end, kind of. Yeah. Aristotle and Dante definitely was no Song of Achilles in terms of, like... <laughs> not that I'm like, oh, Aristotle and Dante was worse than Song of Achilles, because I gave them both the same rating. But, like, it was no Song of Achilles in the sense where you could really, like oh my god, like, really analyze why the characters did what they did and, like, where their, like, downhill point was or where their okay. uphill point was. Like, it wasn't like that. Like, mm. okay, I mean, interesting. it's told from the POV of, from, like, a 16-year-old boy's brain. So it's, like, how much thinking <laughs> can there really be? <laughs> Not <Yeah>. much. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's, it kind of gave me the vibe of when people try and analyze, like, Percy Jackson. I'm like, listen, <laughs> you totally can 
But, but do you have to? No. Yeah, but it's like, let us not forget that it is told... The first book is from the POV of a 13-year-old boy. He's really not putting a lot of thought into anything that he's doing. Like, I don't think you guys... I, I think it's very difficult to argue that, like, Percy Jackson is, like, a piece of literary genius, which it is. I totally agree with that statement. But it's hard to do that when the main protagonist is literally, like, Percy Jackson, 13-year-old boy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I would personally say, like, the second Aristotle book was a little bit more of like, okay, there's more to go off of here. Wow. You're so bougie because nobody's <laughs> read the second book yet, Lily. Hey, it has like 700 <laughs> ratings on Goodreads. There's 700 other people have read it. I know, but some people like rate Goodreads. I don't understand these people. Some people That's just like true. instantly rate books before it's even like the third six of crows book that is allegedly <laughs> coming out according to goodreads has like a five star like so many five star reviews when we literally haven't heard anything about that it's just on there her, okay i don't even want her to write a Ooh. third one because she literally has come out publicly and said she would kill another crow if she and it would be kaz yeah, I think so. Cause you gotta think about it. Like, he's not. She's not gonna kill just for a while, and that's homophobic. No kidding. I'm kidding. Homophobic. That's homophobic. Um. Oh gosh. And then if she kills just for that's racist and homophobic. So take that, Lee. No, but um, I think like while in just but they just went through so much development like together it would be cliche if she killed just for a while and actually this is my reasoning because she already did it with another couple in the crow so it'd be really like cliche if she was like oh who's my one other happy couple out of the crows let's just like ratata them you know yeah exactly like it'd just be repeating history which is not what a good author probably wants to do I imagine because as a reader I know that I don't like that when I'm literally like okay I'm reading the same book again this is annoying and I really don't think she'd kill Inej either and leave Kaz like exactly because Kaz is like already like depressed like (laughs) I I feel like as well too much you know I feel like as well this is really interesting okay Here's the thing. Inez's entire arc was coming from nothing and rebuilding back to where she should have always been, correct? Yeah. Like, she got taken away from her life of, of that should have been pretty normal and peaceful. And she became, like, the wraith. And then, like, you know, she gets eventually back um, to kind of being this, like, uh, person that she was always destined to be. But where it gets interesting is she didn't get there with the help of, like, people that should have helped her. She got there with the help of, like, the bastard of the barrel, which is really interesting. And, like, um, yeah. and But, yeah. like, Kaz, he, I, he's one of those characters that's so interesting because when you think about, like, where he would, where can he really go, he's really at the highest he wants to be. Like, he... You know, I think it's people, a lot of people forget that Kaz is a bad person. Like, he doesn't want to be, like, a superhero. He likes being the leader of, like, the crime in in Kedadam. (laughs) And so I think, like, the only way that he could even have any sort of, like, the, the only way that he can sort of, like, go up from here, where he's, like, at kind of his peak of just, like, being the head of crime is... Like maybe doing a good old self-sacrificing for the good of for the good of the world. You I know? think he'll end up saving the rest of the crows and then like exactly off the planet. You know, exactly, exactly. And then that'll be his thing because his whole arc will be like, well, was he a good person? Was he a bad person? It was like he was the boss of the barrel, but he like yeah. did this really good thing at the end. Yeah, so, like, I really don't want her to write a third Six of Crows book, but... <laughs> yeah, back to the original plot. This is why we don't want her to write a third Six of Crows. I just yeah. think, yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know. I do. What's a, what's a book series, like, just quickly, before we have to wrap up, I feel like? What's a book series uh, that we would 
you would want like another book too. And I know that, like, automatically we're probably going to say Throne of Glass. I'm going to say except Throne of Glass. I know. I wasn't going to say Throne of Glass either because I was like, I feel like we've been there, done that. Yeah. Um, Oh, so, like, a series that's completed that I want another book for. Mm -hmm. Or it could be, like, a standalone or something that you're like, I feel like one more would have been good or whatever. Could have turned into something. Do you have, like, one... Uh, okay, I actually do want a third Aristotle book. I'm not going to lie. I think he could oh, really... really? I, think he, I think he could do it if he wanted to. Mm, interesting. And I, I would really like it that to be a trilogy. <laughs> There's something so satisfying about trilogies. Like, duologies... Duologies, Exactly. You know, it's something I've realised. Duologies are usually dedicated to the stories that end in a way that make you feel like they're incomplete. Mm... I would also well, not I would also not be opposed to another um an Ember in the Ashes book. I think that'd be cool. Just like oh, a novella, really? like a short novella. I want like yeah. Kind of like a brick and throwing situation. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to look at mine. I I don't know, because the only one I can think of right now is I wouldn't be opposed to the idea of another um, red, white, and royal blue book, but it's like, how would she, it's like, I'm more, I'm just saying that because I love to see those characters again and where they ended up, but I'm like, here's the thing, if you're thinking about it, the only way that she could, like, have a plot in that book, I feel like would be, like, the what would the plot of that book be? So it's almost, like, better off just, like, being a standalone, probably. I never want to say that and then, like, read the second one and be like, oh, wow, that really just, like, ruined the first one for me, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm assuming that I'll finish the Raven Cycle series and be like, I want one more, you know? Because right yeah. now I'm in a phase where I'm just like, I refuse to finish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that that's what I would, I think that's what I'd say. Like, if I could have, like, another book, that's what I would. But I hate when authors, like, they, I'm really seeing a book in this series, and then it's, like, from a character that no one gives a shit about. And you're like, yeah. okay. <laughs> or send me a new Throne of Glass book, and it'll be like, Adian and Lysandra's love story. <laughs> Stop. Don't even joke about that because I don't trust Sarah J. Moss. Like, I don't trust <laughs> Sarah J. Moss to, like, not be like, oh my god, Aiden and Lysandra, the best love story of our time. Oh, honestly. You know? It's just like I don't trust her with the next book. It's like Elaine and Azrael's love story. You're just like, no, please stop. Oh, God. Honestly, she did too much in Kingdom of Ash by writing Aiden and Lysandra as mates that I just I'm like Kate they had zero chemistry whatsoever the entire book series what on earth are you talking about oh yeah like, it was so kissed, messy like, they kissed like one time and then they were like oh my god but like you're my mate and they're like oh my god you're my mate and then it was like the end and I was just like what <laughs> okay here's the thing I liked Aiden and Lysandra but like Kingdom Ash did them so dirty yeah like they definitely didn't have like enough like they had the tension, but it was, like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it could have been a thing of just, uh, instead of it ending with them, like, being full-on married and mates, like, it could have just been, they could have just had a little bit of, like, a uh, insinuation that eventually over time, after the series finished, they would have ended up together. Like, I don't think we needed to see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because how they got there was pretty bad. <laughs> let's be real. Like, <laughs> it was just that they were scared of dying in the battle, so they were like, let's just be together. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. They're like, I need to bang one final time. <laughs> it was just so weird. Bit. And yeah. then, honestly, uh, like, yeah, it was just really weird. But, um, I mean, I did, I did ship them, like, when they first started kind of showing little... Yeah. Hints. I was like, oh, they're cute. I could see it. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know. I think like if they did another Red, White and Royal Blue book, like I'm thinking about it now, it may I would want it to be like not about Alex and Henry. Like Alex and Henry would be there, but like Nora and June would be like the main characters. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's how she would do it. So yeah, I'm gonna say Red, White and Royal Blue. <laughs> <laughs> because now I have a whole vision in my hand and it's like a whole thing, so we have to deal with it, okay? Okay. Okay. Well, I think that is our messy uh, conversation phone call done. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we're running out of time. We, we've been doing it for an hour, so um, thank you all so much for listening to our, to our random conversations. We hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Hopefully we didn't talk about too many things that you couldn't understand or, like, couldn't listen to because of spoilers. But nevertheless, um, yeah, what do we say? How do we finish this? How do we finish this? <laughs> um, well, normally we finish our phone calls and we being like, it's 3.30 in the morning, I need to go to bed. But that's not the case. So I guess we're just going to finish this by just saying goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye go follow us on tiktok at two girls who read podcast and um yeah okay adios See you next week bye, bye.